Hello and welcome to FPL Mavericks, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Let us bring out your inner maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> welcome to FPL Mavericks. We have the originals back on deck for a cracking episode. Luke, how are you, mate? Nice Very to well, you. thank you, Benny. Roscoe? Great, thank you. Just smashing back a kebab in the middle of the day. I like your style. It's not a kebab. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, for everybody that uh, hasn't been on before, my name is Ben. Welcome to FPL Mavericks. What we've got going on the show today, we'll go over what a maverick is. We'll have a brief chat around fixtures, strategy, and then probably a potential um, player or two that aren't Mavericks. Um, jump into the Mavericks competition, which is me versus the guests. Um, hopefully you'll get some absolute gems for your fantasy league picks. And then we'll we'll go over our um, differential on Maverick captains and upset of the week, which has been going quite well. We've, uh, we've had two out of two from everyone on the pod so far. So... Maybe just going into a little bit about Luke and Roscoe. Luke, your uh, original founder of the FPL Mavericks, um, your rank and your history uh, speaks to itself, mate. Uh, where were you last year? Oh, last year I just pipped. Um, I finished six six thousand and two, um, but I went for a couple of um, differential captains at the end to try and win a couple of mini leagues. So. Yeah, missed out on the top 5K, but yeah, had a, had a good season and started off pretty well this season in, in amongst the pack, just 150K, but yeah, ready to ready to kick off. I've, I've already made a transfer this week and brought in the Mav pick that I'll be um, spruiking on the pod today. And you, you must be a part-time FPL player now with the amount of revenue you bring in from your FPL mini league wins over the season. <laughs> Had some big wins last year. Cleaned up in that big comp we were in, so that was that was very good. But there's this one guy in this other league I can't beat, so he's annoying me. So this is the season I'm I'm above him already, and I'll be staying there. <laughs> well, is he in the is he in the Mav group? Is he in the Mav t- uh, Twitter league? He isn't. No, we should get him in there. I'll um, I'll message him. Message him. Well, yep. everyone that's keen to join the Twitter league, um, the code is four five zero. YXP, um, give us a message on Twitter and I can flick you the auto link. Um, you know, the, the mini league last year and this year, there's some really good players in that. I look, I kept looking at the top teams during that last season and and took some of their moves towards <laughs> the back end of the season and, and it worked. So yeah, it's a strong league. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of good good FPL players, a man that's had a great start, Roscoe. You must be very happy with the start to the FPL season, mate. Well, never happy, mate. Never happy. That's the trick. Um, <laughs> it could have been a lot. Uh, could have been even better if we'd got some sort of performance from Liverpool and Salah yesterday. So I was really hanging on. I had Salah captain, so I thought I might steal a march there with another another haul, but it uh, wasn't to be. But yeah, I, 76 points this week. Pretty happy with that. Um Couple of uh, yeah, couple of changes needed, I reckon. Though, mm. and Luke, you you a similar score, aren't you? You're, you're up there uh, in all the top of the leagues as per is your form. Seventy three last week. Oh. Just 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 past the the average on the bell curve. So as long as you keep getting past the average, you'll keep rising up the ranks. Yeah, fair play, mate. Um, who my challenge, uh, my challenge is to stay this close to Luke. I think it's only ten or twelve points. I cannot let that turn into a hundred points, <laughs> and it and it happens in a flash. Four weeks in, and, he, and he's hundred points, and you're like, "How did that happen?" Um, You've gone ultra mad already, Benny. Yeah, what a season! I'm just gotta just gotta go with it, mate. You know, yeah. Uh, lot, Don't feel of... obliged for the podcast, mate. Uh, what did you do? Minus eight after one week. I mean, if your team needed that much change one week in, I'm I'm concerned for you. 
There are some crazy swings, though. So if anyone is doing those rage transfers for, for bringing in Mitrovic or Darwin, like you're getting massively punished if you're sacrificing the likes of Jesus. Uh, uh, there's just some big swings already. So if you're on the wrong side of that, those those transfers, then you, you're going to be bleeding. Yeah. Well, look, there's a lot of content creators out there that will uh, say one thing and just play it. Tim plate or template as we like to call it. Um, but yeah, I've got um, essentially ADHD with hits on FPL. I love a tinker and I've already taken minus eight. Um, luckily, I managed to captain KDB. Uh, so he did kind of save me. Um, I brought in Diaz um, over Matt for Mount and um, nice. yeah, and Matt and Haaland for um, Kane. So look, it was a minus eight. Very aggressive, 67 points. And to be honest, I'm literally the bottom of all my leagues. So, yeah, panic buttons, early doors, but that's FPL, right? Got to love it. <laughs> Plenty of time. <laughs> Plenty of time. Doesn't matter where you are. There is. Time is on your side and on all of our sides. So, so maybe what we'll do then is we'll just uh, continue with a brief chat around what we saw at the weekend, just basic overview of the fixtures um, and any FPL players we like the look of. And then we'll go into uh, the bulk of the pod um, in what Maverick is and um, what our picks are. So, guys, just looking at the fixtures and the results, I think there's probably only one place to start. Um, and, you know, well, I mean, we did that last week, so maybe we'll, there's two places we could start because <laughs> otherwise all the, all the United listeners um, will, will no longer listen. So, um, yeah, let's go into... Uh, a tactical overview of, of uh, Chelsea Spurs. What a, what a great game for the neutral. Well, I've definitely learned you've got to uh, look someone in the eye when you shake their hands, if you weren't aware already. <laughs> Ant Antonio, I feel like Antonio probably deserved that more than, than Tuchel um, in the sense of the, the actual handshake. I think I could kind of see where Tuchel was coming from. Like, it's just like a, a respect thing to look at somebody, at least for a millisecond, and shake their hand. <coughs> yeah, but apparently, apparently Sorry, Luke. Apparently, Tuchel was um, dancing down the touchline when they scored in front of their Tottenham bench. So, like, there's just like those little prods all game. Yeah. It was coming. Yeah. Oh, I like yeah, they'd it. Had a Barney, they'd had a Barney during the match already, and then. They both wound each other up with a celebration. It was good. It was good. How about awesome. um, Kukurela's hair getting pulled? Because, I mean, I just thought it was funny in the end. But I don't know if you lads have seen it. He literally grabbed him by the, the follicles and pulled him down to the ground. And uh, I, I love that VAR looked at it and was like, nah. Because um, I think it, they'll only intervene um, if it's a straight red offence and, and they didn't think that it would be a red card so they couldn't make it a foul they could have only over uh, they could have only in, in, in sort of uh, made it a red card so a bit of a kind of fell between the gaps of the VAR rules that one yeah I think uh, there, there's a couple of um, debatable decisions as always Luke how good's Cucurilla though yeah I was going to say I wanted to ask you about Chelsea because I've been bagging Chelsea out all pre-season. I hardly had any of their assets. I didn't really like their performance in the first game week, but I watched them this week and my whole perspective have changed on Chelsea. Yeah. They bossed that game. They're, they've just shown their class. They've brought in Cucurella, who fits in perfectly to that system. Um, but maybe potentially one of the worries or concerns is that Kante's out again, so... That could impact them, but they do have some depth there with, um, well, Jorginho, it looks like he's been playing well again. Um, um, and it started, you saw more chances falling to the likes of Sterling again, um, Hazard Mount. They're, they're just, they've got a lot of good individual talent, but their defence, like that Koulibaly slotted straight in, he looks amazing. What a finish. Oh, he's a classy player. Yeah, That was a great finish. Chelsea, I mean, he's the only one that did... Uh, really show a good finish in that game. I think that's the the problem Chelsea have got just from if you take that game in isolation. Seeing Sterling put one over the bar that should have been a goal. 
uh, I think it was Saich had one, uh, sorry, Habits had one, a great cross from Reese James. Again, you're thinking that's got to be a goal. So Chelsea were wasteful and their finishing needs to improve, I think. But overall, they clearly dominated that match and uh, Tottenham were trying to match them for the tactics and stop them playing. Got a point out of it, um, but it was a really one-sided game, wasn't it? Good fixtures coming up. Get get on one or two of their assets for sure. Yeah, that's... Also, that's well, it's also, it's shown us already in the second, it's only the second game week and we've had Kukurea not start the first game, but he did start the second. James at right wing back, then at right centre back. Um, Loftus-Cheek coming in. So, from an FPL sense, it's it's not a settled back five. Um, so, I think that still leaves some question marks of who'll actually get those spots and how often they'll play. Uh, and to a smaller extent, Tottenham should be similar. Sesson Young, I think, played 90 minutes in the first game and then I saw he was taken off the 53rd minute um, in the Chelsea match. So, again, it's like, who's going to line up in these positions? Who's going to own that role and own the shirt? I mean, Luke, you're always pretty good on this stuff. What, what do you, what's your take on that? In, from Sessegnon. Well, well all, of, all of those spots, you know, is there going to be a locked-in person? Is it going to be a constant rotation? These sort of wing-back roles. No, nah, well, they've already said that Chilwell's not up to scratch and Cucurella's looking sharp. So he's he's locked, in my opinion, for the at least the short term and potentially reassess when Champions League fixtures uh, start to hit because they've got midweek games from starting from game week four or five, is it? Four. Um, and then it's regular, a game every week for those top sides, uh, two games every week for those top sides. So... Cucurella especially brings balance to that side that will enable uh, Reese James to really push harder on the attack. So, yeah, Cucurella was reasonably advanced as well in, in that last game. But um, I think James is going to be the one to benefit because more often than not, they'll they'll push the attack down his side. And I think he'll play right wing back more than he plays right centre back. I think that was a match-up thing because um, if I'm not sure if you're aware, but he was the the main man to come out and press the likes of, of Kane and Son whenever they were picking up, the, or especially Kane when he was trying to pick up the ball deeper. He was really putting pressure on him so they didn't have much attacking impetus. Yeah. It's so what a, more of a one-off. Don't read too much into that. It'll, it'll still probably be a right wing back. Agree. Yeah. And Kulabali. He still scored. Yeah. He still scored as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when yeah. he scored, he, he did look like he was back up to right wing back. He was. He was. He moved. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you've got to play, in my opinion, your best player in his best yeah. position for sure. As as he came on. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And the depth they've got now, um, especially in the defensive lineup, is, um, yeah, deep. One question I did want to ask you both before we move on to the other couple of games I want to talk about. Um, Sterling versus Mount moving forward. Um, you know, what are the pros and cons? I feel like Sterling's going to be getting lots of chances, but isn't as effective at scoring points as Mount. But then Mount is no longer taking corners as Reese James, Reece James is. Do we think Mount is still a better pick than Sterling or is it flipped? I've got a, an answer to that. I think it's short-term Sterling, long-term Mount. Um, the, the chances are going to be falling to Sterling, as you have seen, and the fixtures coming up are going to suit his game. Um, I think he'll get a lot of spaces and chances against the likes of Leeds. So, for example, this weekend, um, whereas Mount will he'll just slowly build on that. And you'll, you'll notice Reese James didn't take corners in the, in the last matchup, so I think Mount's back on more of those set pieces. So yeah, that for me that it, it, it's hard to get justify the two million for uh, for Sterling. If if you can get up to that, I would go Sterling, and Mount wouldn't be my eight million pick. For example, I wouldn't wouldn't want him. I'd prefer to go Cucurella and James and double defense instead of a Mountain there, just because you've got um, Kulisevsky, Madison, Diaz, Foden. yeah, Foden. They're all showing signs of. Of of, uh, of 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 more value than Mount, explosive wise. 
Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I'd be the same view. I think I'm more excited about other options in midfield than Mount at the price point or even cheaper. Um, my question about with Sterling is his piece a bit pricier. So is Sterling a better shout and is he worth squeezing in um, at the expense of other players? So I think Sterling over Mount, if you're just isolating the two, I'm not sure I would put either in, to be honest, my own team at this stage. Fair play. Um, okay, moving on. Another Have you transferred absolute... them in, Ben? No, no, I haven't. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I like Sterling for the next three. I, I would like to have a punt on him, but my mm. team structure just doesn't allow it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I still think um, <laughs> a Chelsea three somewhere will work. Mm. Um, I'm thinking of wild card this week, so um, likely Chelsea will be heavy in the defence. Um Right, let's talk about this absolute garbage performance by Man United. Or was it a good performance by Brentford, boys? Or is it a mix of both? What do we reckon? Garbage. <laughs> Straight up garbage. Uh, they've, they've just gifted them goals. And, and then as soon as their heads go down, you can see Brentford intensity lifted. Plus, Brentford was at home. You saw what they did to Arsenal in the opening game of the season there. They're just animals in that stadium. So that they're a good side. And... Manchester United just don't have that level of intensity to match them at the moment. They've got no confidence. They've got individual talent, but when you play without confidence, um, Ten Hag can't work miracles in this short time frame. He's, he needs more time. And, yeah, I don't, I don't see it changing. I'm looking at captaining Salah to capitalise on Man United poor form this coming weekend. Yeah, I think it's, it's more about United being poor than it is about Brentford being good, although they were good enough. To, to deliver that result. You pick apart the goals. You've got two goals literally on a plate from the goalkeeper and you've got uh, one on the break from a United attack where a long ball over the top. I mean, great, uh, great ball by Jensen, but, you know, just route one, long ball and then one pass and they're in. So really poor at the back. Doesn't mean that Brentford necessarily cut them open. They just were smart with their tactics, Preston, forced errors. So I don't necessarily think that means that Brentford are going to go and tear up other teams in the same way. Uh, I just see those three goals as quite individual. The three of those four goals. I'm trying to struggle. What's the goal I'm missing? Uh, but the three that I've just mentioned there, I mean, that's all about United. And looking really still with Brentford. So, well, from an FPL perspective, it just tells us if you're on United assets, get off them ASAP. <laughs> yeah. And then from a Brentford point of view, they've got an incredible run of fixtures um, for the next at least six game weeks. So, you know, that for you... Um, I like Tony, actually, for the fixtures. I think Tony will be in amongst everything, so I think he's a good shout uh, to bring in. Um, I'm not sure I would go with any other Brentford players, but, um, yeah, for me, I think Tony will, will be assisting goals in those fixtures. Because Mbomo showed some form there. Um, lately, he took it was a well-taken goal, but Tony's the main man, obviously. But you've got some cheaper assets in midfield that potentially you can move to within the five, four point six, and five point five brackets. So there's options there if you do need to move on any of those cheaper mids that aren't doing it for you. They're just a set and forget cheap midfield option or or a benchable option if you want to upgrade a defender. Yeah, sweet. I think that's that's nailed. Um, Boys, there's two of the games I want to quickly brush over. Um, obviously, that Liverpool-Crystal Palace game. Um, yeah, really poor start by Liverpool. Um, obviously, uh, Nunes was getting absolutely bullied and <laughs> welcome to the Premier League um, by Anderson. Um, he really did give him a proper going over there and wound him up to the point of that headbutt. But, yeah, it's Salah, somebody you've got to hold. Diaz, the Trent of the world, do you hold them? Is this just a blip? Will they come good? Is my main question. Don't know if I'm ready to talk about it. My triple Liverpool bet is uh, at the beginning of the season is not working out great. So I went double defence. I went Robbo and Trent. Um, so I, I'm not convinced even one of them is worth keeping just with how they've performed. Um, I mean, maybe I'll stay on one of the two, but I think I've got to move those funds to somebody else. Salah, I'll keep. 
uh, I think that was a bit of a blip and it definitely didn't help Liverpool to be 10 men from midway through the second half. I think, you know, you could, you can't write them off. They were quite sluggish in the first game and actually a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the points, I think FPL points came through later in the game. So I think we could have seen Liverpool improve had they not had uh, the sending off and they could have. You're just cutting out there, mate. Um, I just wanted to add that I definitely that? have a different view of the Liverpool defenders if you saw how uh, how high and advanced Robertson was playing, um, it, it's 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 still something that appeals to me. Um, I think that the next five fixtures, if they've got Man United, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Everton, Wolves, I mean that screams clean sheets to me, and and potential attacking returns for both of them. And I just look at my squad, and they're just not two that I would want to move on at this point, but looking at the cheaper options, the likes of Chelsea or even a, a second man city defender, potentially like Robertson is probably the first one you'd want to sacrifice. And even though Diaz scored his world, the, I think after Nunes was sent off, their formation changed a bit and that brought uh, Diaz a bit more centrally. And you'll notice that's where he picked his goal up from. Um, like obviously a, like an amazing um, one and finish. So, yeah, it was um, probably not the best game to judge Liverpool assets on. And I don't think they're a priority to move off, but Robertson's is a cash cow for sure if you're holding on to, if you're wanting to move off an, a Liverpool asset. Hey, and here's, a, here's another point. With Nunes out now, but Firmino comes back in, so does that mean Salah's just going to boss again? I mean, he cleaned up at Man United twice last year. I just think at 13, 13 um, I know Man United could easily get pumped by Liverpool, but I really don't think Liverpool in the greatest spot at the moment. I, I don't see... I think everyone's predicting a 4-0 Liverpool, but I don't know if it's going to be as high scoring. It might only be like a 2-0 Liverpool. And is everything going to come through Salah? Not sure. Like, he's he's had a bit of a indifferent form. I think Firmino coming back, Luke, is a good point. Like, he facilitates Salah. Um, but I just think that the overall form of Liverpool isn't going to be a 2-0 win. So, for me, I'm happy to, to not go with Salah and, and keep the money at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, last, last, before, last game before we jump into the Mavericks. Arsenal, look, absolutely stunning. Talk us through who you're keen on. I think it's the two boys up front, Martinelli and Jesus, look the most dangerous. I thought I've got them both. I think most people have them both, to be fair. Um, I think they, they look very, very good. Jesus took his goals so well, uh, especially the first one. What a shot that was. Uh, he looks confident and he's just going to cause teams so many problems. He looks like an Arsenal player already. You know, that kind of typical Arsenal, it's... They, they play differently to, to City, but he's just slotted in. Um, he just looked really natural to me in that in that setup. So I think he'll continue to do well. Martinelli is just so confident. He's taking shots, um, you know, and he's having a crack and, and, and converting them. Um, I have to admit, I watched the highlights. I didn't see loads of the game. They weren't the extended highlights. So I don't know how the likes of Saka and, and others were actually looking and they... Odegaard, you know, are they getting chances that they worth looking at? So something for one of you likes to maybe comment on. Um, but, you know, I think those two attacking options are, are worth having. And then, you know, I know Zinchenko had a good first game. It's whether or not Arsenal can be relied on for clean sheets in their fixtures. I'm not necessarily convinced. I think I'd go elsewhere before I went to a defender. It's, uh, we'll see. What, what do you guys reckon? They've got an incredible fixture run, so uh, I I can't see any reason not to double or triple up on them. They've got so many good options as well. There's some cheapies that have emerged in defence. If Saliba Saliba holds down his spot there at 4.5 at the back, he's a good option. Ramsdale looks like a a standout keeper option in the 5 million bracket, at least for until until game week 8. They've got seven good fixtures coming up um, on, on the ticker. So yeah, the the two options up up top definitely Martinelli for the for the value you're getting there six mil. He's I mean he's playing like a an eight million midfielder 
So, yeah, you're getting a bargain with him. Jesus is is giving them what they paid for. He's he's in the right positions. He's poaching goals. He's creating, and he's just a workhorse. He presses from the front, and that's something they haven't had for for quite some time. So, he's uh, a critical piece for them. I can't see any reason not to be on him. And there's um, Saka. I think people are questioning his positioning and what his role is in the side because he has been. Um, at this early stage in the season, he has been spotted supporting in that right wing back type role. But I think that was more tactical again because Zaha was causing a lot of problems in that first game. Um, but I think he'll return to a more advanced role in the coming weeks. So he's a he's still a good asset at, at eight million. The other point with Saka, from an FPL perspective, is that is the price rise from last season, isn't it? He was an absolute steal last year. So at eight mil, he really has to justify the place whereas Martinelli as you say he's he's excellent value and he's he's the one scoring and, and uh, a, a bit more at the moment so yeah if you go in Saka it goes back into that chat we had about the 8 mil mark you've got Mount you've got you've got Grealish Foden um, you've got people like Madison even and, and others but there's quite a lot of options in there to try and work through yeah interesting one I love Saka so I'd be I'd be one of the people where even just watching the games, I think I'm I'm probably more like a, a Luke. Um, I'd hold Saka just because he's playing very tactical, but he will come good. He can create things on his own. He can, he often carries the team on his own, and he takes penalties. So I think out of the three combos that you could have with Arsenal players, I'd have like a Martinelli and Jesus nailed on, and then either Saka or Zinchenko, or maybe even a Ramsdale if you if you like them defensively. Gabriel also has been been playing well and is a goal threat, especially from set pieces. Yeah. And just to clarify on that penalty situation, that they've said that whoever wins the penalty and is confident enough will take it. So if Martinelli wins the penalty, he's going to take it. Uh, what, what we want to see is someone else to get a penalty. So if someone is taken down in the box, um, we want to see who who steps up because I think out of Jesus, Saka, Martinelli. It's up to them if they're feeling confident. Whoever wins the penalty is given the right to take it. That's what Arteta has has said. Inside. Interesting point because I thought Saka was nailed on for them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, fair enough. So that might change my opinion again. But okay. I still think Saka... Benny, um, you're somewhat of an expert on penalties, aren't you, I think? What would, what, how would you take it? Yeah, mate, you just um, you pick a spot and stick to it and don't try and uh, overcomplicate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a spot under the bar, though. A spot under the bar, yeah, correct. Um, in reference to my penalty miss um, on the weekend, boys. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but moving on to Mavericks, the competition has got away from me just. I mean, the week before um, was very close, and this week was nobody fired. So uh, the boys had... Um, Antonio and Stuart Armstrong, neither of them scored. Same with Fornals and Bamford. Um, I did have a chance with Fornals hitting the crossbar, but because Bamford got injured, the boys win by one point. So, you know, to the guests, I feel really hard done by. Yeah, especially when Armstrong and Antonio don't score goals generally. That was a. Uh, I don't know. It was my favourite week of Maverick picks. That one, mate. <laughs> four four nails is he's he's still a great player, but he's just you can't rely on him to score every week. But he's he's a good player. Yeah. That was unlucky that hit the bar. Yeah, I you can't be surprised that Bamford went off injured. Surely. Well, he has been looking sharp. So um, apparently, it's just precautionary, so he could still be in the mix. Oh, that's good news if it is. Um, all right, boys. Well, look, as the guests are the guests, um, who wants to go first? And just to remind listeners, um, a Maverick pick is an under 10% owned differential and it's going to either pump you up the mini leagues or could uh, shoot you in the ass. So um, there is a less like caveat to the Maverick picks now. So it still has to be under 10% owned, but... If you pick somebody that's under seven is seven point five or under, we're going to give the uh, the picker a two point average on top of that. So um, that's just something to know when picking your Mavericks, just so we can get some really outrageous picks going in the show. So yeah, Lukey, jump right in, mate. I know you've got a cracker. 
Oh, I do have a cracker, and it's 1.8 percentage points, Ben. And I don't even think I'll need that two-point advantage, mate. Uh-huh. It's I've been holding off when we were talking about Arsenal with this pick, and it's Granite Xhaka, just to, to say oh, things wow. up wow. Oh, wow. It is out there, and, and normally he wouldn't be nowhere near my FPL team. But the, the first two weeks have interest me just seeing the way – He's been playing the structure that Arsenal have been playing and the pockets of space that he's finding. He's doing those those late runs into the box. And I think uh, Arteta is taking this mini, um, mini Man City model into play here because I can see him making those um, Bernardo Silva, those Gundogan-type runs late in the box. So he's, he's getting chances each game. And, and I needed a, a Bailey replacement because uh, that guy was stinking up my team. So as a as a Bailey budget enabler, Xhaka at the same price, I've already made that transfer because Bailey was going down. I couldn't afford to, to lose the funds. And with Arsenal's hot run of fixtures, um, I don't think anyone's going to be able to get on this because a lot of people already double or triple Arsenal or have gone for an Arsenal defender, whereas I've got this enabler now in attack. And I think he's, he's, he's going to be popping up for a, for goals in this in this run, so I'm not obviously at five mil. I don't expect a goal every week, but he's been getting two or three good quality chances each each game. So I think he's someone that will find and take his chances, and he's and he's playing with confidence. And the managers backed him to say that he expects some goals from him in this period. So yeah, I can't see any reason not to get on him at five mil budget. Yeah, he's got a cracking shot on him as well. So mm. be very interesting, mate, to see how he goes. Um, yeah. Actually, now that the more that I think about it, the more I like it. But I think you're right. I think there's there's three other Arsenal players. If you've got them, then you'd hold them. Uh, that, if not, just on. just to add on that, because there was a really good um I, I thought this through and it and um Bringing him in meant it blocks me from a, a Ramsdale or picking one of their awesome defensive options. But you've got Cucurella coming in at that five-point bracket. Um, Walker still looks nailed for City at the moment. So there's other good options that I can sit on short-term instead that yep. will get me comparable returns. And then even when um, potentially Walker starts getting rotated when Champions League happens, you can switch back onto Trippier when Newcastle fixtures turn. So there's still good options around there. So... I'm taking this as an upside play to double up on Arsenal attack, which, you know, they're recording over two XG per, per game so far. So they look good for goals. And, and yeah, Xhaka could could sneak in for one of those in the coming couple of weeks. So, yeah, let's do it. Valid thesis, mate. We'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see if my Maverick can actually uh, match Granite Xhaka, the red card yeah. buccaneer. Yeah. Um, I hope he gets red carded now. No offense. I'd love that because I do. <laughs> I don't really like the bloke generally, but <laughs> I just like what I've seen the last first two game weeks. And I'm a I'm an objective manager. I don't have a team bias there or anything like that. Got to be played as a lies. Okay, well I'll jump in then with mine. Um, we've actually already spoken about this bloke. Um, and similar to Arsenal, Brentford have a um, absolutely astounding run um, coming up. So for me, I think he's somebody that just, he's an absolute um, woodwork merchant. Uh, I just really like, yeah, he's uh, he's my boy. He's the main man on Mumo. Um, I watched him in the mini matches. I think he isn't as good as an option as Tony, but I just like him at that price point because... Um, when you, you're fishing around for a 6.0, um, he's always going to be in the chances. Like he's 2.8% owned. So A, he's a, you know, definitely a maverick. Um, he's getting that extra two points this week. Brentford are on a good run. He takes corners. He's quick. He shoots loads. I think he's like two shots a game. Um, and essentially his XG is for two games in really good as well. It's up at 0.3. So I feel like this guy's going to make up for his uh, woodworkery from last season. and, and do he, was un- he was unlucky, wasn't he? We were, we were on him um, early on in the season, but he just kept hitting the post. I really like that call, Benny, because you know what it also helps you do is you 
piggyback off this Brentford run of fixtures, and then at the end of that is when Fulham fixtures turn. So you'll you'll you only need that 0.5 to upgrade to the likes of Mitrovic there. So there's a there's a get out there, and and in any case, like I mean, he's uh, you know at six mil, he's a, he's a good option, and they're creating chances for him. He's he's playing he's playing well. He looks electric at the moment. Mm. I reckon he looks a bit more comfortable out out wide, and he's getting more chances. Yeah, rather than they they tried to up top at certain points during last year with Tony. So yeah, I like Brentford. Good team to watch. Roscoe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you're having a slight connection issue there, mate. Are you uh, you keen to, to lay on your Maverick? Yeah, mate. Uh, I am. So I caveat this with my, my, my broader thesis is that we, we're only two game weeks in and they've been quite eventful um, already. And uh, we just, I just feel like it's very difficult to make these selections right now without more information. So I'm going to err on the side of caution. I'm going to go with Mr. Reliable, uh, a Mr. Reliable pick. So my math pick is Zaha. Um, Zaha is already um, put points on the board uh, in one of those two games, although I don't think that that is necessary to be a math pick because it's only been two. Um, he is 7.5% owned. His price is only 7 um, and his fixture is at home to Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think um, there's not too much to say about Zaha because we all know him so well, yeah, uh, as, as any listener would as well. So um, I think that fixture um, is off the mark uh, in the last match, and he's a solid bet. So I think we'll get a return, whether it's an assist or a goal. And I think Villa... Have, now, they might do a bit better in these games. I think they've not had the best start. Um, they've got a pretty handy team, so it won't be in a walkover game. But it's a home palace at home to a, a, a relatively average team. I think I think you'll get something. So that's, that's Mate, my pick. Villa looked, looked poor defensively, and they lost their, um, uh, what was his name? Carlos had that Achilles injury, so he's gone. So yeah, Diego. Reshot on the back line. And... And the next, the next three home games for Palace are all excellent fixtures. It's um, Villa, Brentford, and Man United. So that's their three home fixtures. Yeah. So he, he, he's, he's going to bang. He's looked good. He's so good. Yeah, yeah, it's just class. And then actually at that ownership and price, um, yeah, I think he's a must-look-at must, uh, player, really. It, it, it comes down to where, where else you've got in that midfield, I guess. But, um, yeah. yeah. Awkward price point is seven. Seven. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really shrewd pick. I think his goal is absolutely class. Mm. And I have the, uh, yeah. I he's think a good he, penalty taker too. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he misses a couple, but he's not. Yeah, he does, but generally you rely on him. Yeah. Just like me, yeah. mate. Um, <laughs> it, it sounds. Uh, it sounds it like these set piece. Sorry, like it, these set piece um, factors are getting harder to predict because we've seen Mount supposed to be on set pieces, and then James taking corners. Arsenal are doing whoever wins the penalty takes the penalty. Um, you know, last season it was like, is it going to be Fernandez? Is it going to be Ronaldo? So it's it's not actually as cut and dry unless it's like you've got Ward Browse or something. Uh, there's quite a few teams sharing them, aren't there? So I think people like Everton have got them shared between uh, two or three different players. So, yeah, I think set pieces I'm less, a little less worried about unless they're an absolutely nailed-on set-piece taker. Seems to be a bit more flexible than it used to be. Mm. And it's annoying for me because they're a, a, a huge... Um, I love to see that in a, a fantasy asset. I'll almost like... <laughs> pick them because they've got the the penalties like a Salah is, is a bad mm. example but obviously you're right like I think even Sonny at, at um, Spurs is taking bloody corners now which he never used to so yes interesting well I'm going to fight fire with fire with a change because I feel like Zaha is a very good pick and a very good player so I'm coming <laughs> what, what were you wanting me to do? <laughs> no no I think it's a good <laughs> It's a good balance of Chaka and Zaha. It's a very good balance. 
Um, I'm going to come in with the big dog, Gundogin. Uh, <laughs> he's 7.5, which is unbelievable because the way he started has been great. Um, this fellow's 2.3% owned. Um, he's definitely look, looking like he's going to make it into my wild card. Um, his shots per 90 are three. Um, his, X point, his XG per 90 is 0.35. And I think this is just due to the fact that, A, um, he's playing higher because of City's system. So him and KDB basically been given license to bomb forward and get into the box and join attacks. And um, if you remember, I think it was not last season, the season before, Gundogan was a really key asset. I think he, he flew off the handle for like six weeks. So I'm personally starting to see signs of that again. Um, and with Bernardo trying to force a move to Barcelona, even though they've got no money, um, I think he could, he could have a good run in the team. The players voted him club captain as well. So he's, um, yeah, that's something on his side as well. And he looks like it's, it's his position at the moment. He's playing playing well again. I, I really like him as a pick. He's, he's someone I've been looking at. I went with Foden last week just because I wasn't sure on his security of starts. But everything seems to indicate that he's, he's going to be the man in that position for the foreseeable future. I reckon he's a great pick, mate. I can see him scoring every other week, so we should be safe this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. nah, he's a good pick, mate. I like him. Think about um, it. Zaha and Jacker. That could be two red cards right there. Yeah, it could <laughs> be as well. That'd be amazing. Uh, well, look, I mean, I think Gunder one, I've, I've still got nightmares over never jumping on the bandwagon, I think, two Same. seasons ago. Same. Um, I, I, I think I said he can't keep scoring every week for about five weeks in a row. Um, he scored like nine in five games or something outrageous. So he, he can do it, and in that right system, pretty good, uh, pretty good pick. Yeah, cool. Well, that'll be a really balanced Maverick fight. Hopefully, um, I can, can pull it back, but it could easily go the other way. Um, I feel like um, I, I missed this earlier. Well, you mentioned it twice now. You, you sort of casually mentioned a wild card, but I just wanted to, um, yeah. Touch on that, mate. It's game week two. Yeah, well, we've we've got an extra one. And believe it or not, my team is in absolute tatters already. I've got two uh, injuries. Your defence is, is rough, mate. You've got to get... Yeah, I can see why you're wild-carded. You've got non-playing players on your bench and then you're stuck with the likes of Dean and Dallow. I mean, you took some punts, but, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't, didn't pay off, so... Yeah. And there's so many good options as well and the prices are moving quickly so if you don't jump on now you might get stuck yeah and that's what I'd rather I'd, I'd rather look at my um, picks in Dallo, Dina and Matip yeah. and think I've made mistakes I'll change it now rather than just try and like it's, it's a good time to have a there's some good fixtures coming up for a lot of good teams so you know you could set something up for, for a good six weeks and you might, you know, jump back up the ranks because you'll be on a lot of these players. Like we can't switch to Chelsea fast enough. I mean, City's got a good, their good run. Arsenal, yeah. You yeah, might that makes sense. So you're, I mean, that's probably good advice. Anyone who's had a bit of a, they're looking at the team, going, oh, this isn't the start of plans. Maybe just jump on it sooner, not later. Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah. But, I think I said it earlier, my challenge, like uh, what, what stresses me out is just not a lot of information to go on with only two two weeks past and a transfer window that's not closed. But at the same time, yeah, you've got to do it case by case, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's be no point you boys wildcarding. You're both at the top of the league. So I've got nothing to lose. Fortune favours the brave. Got got free free issues in my team already. Let's get the Chelsea boys in. Hit the button. Push the button. Um, yeah, love it. Maverick captain. Then. Um, we probably who are we going to agree with that is the the captain choice this week. I would I would probably go as far as saying Arsenal in Jesus. But what about you boys? I'm Salah against United. He did it twice last year, and Man United looking tatters. Yeah, Roscoe. Really want my boy Son to to do it against Wolves. I think well, that's quite a kind fixture. Good fixture for him. 
Mm. Uh, that's quite a kind fixture. Um, but they're both really good shouts as well. Like I don't, yeah. Um, it's either way, it's a bit of a gamble. I feel like United, based on the first two games, Salah's a great pick. I was captain. I totally agree with you, Luke. It's just whether or not Ten Hag can actually, I don't know, just drill something into them during the week that they actually turn up a bit, a bit more competent. Because it's a weird one. Because it's clearly a confidence issue. It's not a quality of player issue. It's a, it's an application and confidence. It's not something you can change in in a week. It, very quickly, no, maybe not. And like Fulham is the opposite, isn't it? In the how Fulham played against Liverpool, a team that's much much better than them, um, and 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 how well they all played above and beyond their ability, really. Um, and and United is the exact opposite situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could be right. Liverpool could uh, have a great day there. So maybe I do that every week. I ask who we think is the most uh, sought after captain for the game week, and I'll get a different answer off everybody. So that's answered it. Uh, t- uh, two birds with two birds with one stone. Um, I think, yeah, you can see every single one of them being a good pick. Like Wolves look shocking. Son has been threatening, although he hasn't been at his best. Maybe he's going to hit his stride. Mm-hmm. Salah. Um, yeah, absolutely could destroy United. And then also Jesus is like pop property magnet. At the I moment. think pairs on with Kane, uh, as always. It's, it's, a, it's Donald Kane, isn't it? One of them will go off and the other one will be a bit quieter. So Kane's still an option. And um, I wonder if Haaland is as obvious a pick this week when it's Newcastle away. Tricky, tricky fixture. Newcastle defensively mm. looked really strong. That's what I thought. It might, he might, so it might not be an obvious. Picture. In my opinion, that game is more a KDB and Gundogan type type fixture because they'll get those pockets of space. Whereas defensively, yeah, Harlan might have a lot of pressure on him. Mm. There you go. I want to see Christensen on Harlan after Ray uh, did a job on Nunes, mm. <laughs> pulling yeah. his hair, Anderson, know, el- elbow in the ribs, standing on his toes. Could be great. Mm. You talking about the lead side, Christensen? Huh? No, the um, the uh, the Palace one. Oh, oh Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, I thought you were sorry, talking... Anderson. Sorry, I thought you wanted to see Anderson. the Leeds lad, the right back. <laughs> he would give me. I've no interest in seeing Leeds Lee players do anything then. Wow, Except those that are in your fantasy team, mate. Harrison. Uh-huh. Except good. Harrison. I give you, yeah, Harrison's a good. I think he'll. I'll keep him. Yeah, he's handy. Yeah. Um, well, Rodrigo, quick note on uh, Rodrigo Ben. Should and it's a not a good fix for this week, <laughs> clearly. But is he someone people should look at? Yeah, I don't see why not. I think Bamford's struggling. Um, he seems to have um, really revelled with Roca, his Spanish uh, compatriot, just behind him, feeding him well. I think Rodrigo is one of them. You can see he's got talent, and you see he's got potential, and it's more a case of. He's wasting his potential and he should be doing a lot better than the, the latter. So, I mean, at that price point. From from an FPL point of view, just given another two weeks, they've got Chelsea and then Brighton. So, yeah, after that. Yeah, then go for it. Launch in. They've got Everton, I think, at home. So, Ellen mm-hmm. Road, Everton, you might towel them up. But you've, you've got Harrison, haven't you, Roscoe? He's doing all right for yeah. you. Yeah. Assist in both games. Yeah. He's playing uh, well. And I wouldn't be surprised if Leeds score against Chelsea. I think you'll you'll get beat, but um, it's at home, right? You're at Ellen Road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can get a goal in against them. Yeah, I agree. I think we're a lot tighter than we used to be. Um, okay, well, that'll lead us quite nicely into upset of the week, boys. Um, there's as a fixture goes, um, we had um, Tommy with Forest last week, so. We've had an upset every single podcast, so no pressure. Somebody has to come good. Um, do you want me to share the screen? Do you uh, know the fixtures? I think Did I can get the fixtures on the phone. I found this very difficult because there's none that scream upset to me this week. Does a draw count as an upset? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. City, um, Newcastle draw. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a win. It's a win, unfortunately. Hard to say. 
Anyone want to jump in first? Have you anyone got one? I mean, the games are so even. Like the teams are not. There's not an obvious uh, favourite in in quite a few of the games. Uh, oh. Yeah, who would you say, Ben? Then, if you have you got one, you got one. I think Man United. Yeah, I think Man United are going to come good. All right, at home yeah. to Liverpool. Yeah, don't that's, put the house on it. That's the best I've got. <laughs> I think it's a crazy season. I think Liverpool. <laughs> There's a high chance that this is not going to come off, but if I'm going to pick one, and I think I can see but it happening. That the one it? that I reckon that can foreseeably occur is Southampton away to Leicester because Leicester leak goals, so Southampton... Could oh, Luke, took the words out of my mouth. That's what I was going to say. That's the yeah, only I'm one. I'm with you on that. Ross, yeah. Oh, unless Fulham against Brentford. But Fulham are at home. Fulham at home. But then you'd still... At the cottage... Mm, I'll let you have that one if you want, but yeah. not much of an upset, I don't think, if Fulham beat at Brentford. Well, well, the biggest... Tottenham would be a good one, but you can't see that happening. And that's, I don't know happening. The biggest upset of the week already happened. It was shoot, Shrewsbury Town held Derby County to a 0-0. <laughs> <Right. laughs> okay, well, I'll have Man United then. Luke, you've right. gone Southampton? Yep. And then Roscoe, who are you having? I'll take Fulham then. Take follow. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a good pod, lads. Thanks for coming on. No worries, Benny. Do you still do the Mav cap? No, but if you've got one. I, I want to throw one in there. James Madison. I almost brought him in for a minus four this week. I like him this week. Wow. His finish was brilliant uh, yesterday or whenever it was. That, that, yeah. bet on, that, that game will have goals. Leicester, Southampton. There you go. There you go. You've heard heard it from the master of the mouths himself. Get on Maddo. Great to be back. Good way to finish. Right. See you, boys. See, See you, man. See you, Ross. Good luck.